The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Beware, just because something seems to be healthy doesn't mean it is. And I've learned this over my last couple of years. I've been trying to eat healthy and, uh, you know, try to eat food that is really good for me and, and uh, discover all that. And um, I came across an article in Forbes magazine that talks about the top 10 foods that we think are healthy that are not. And I was talking to a nutritionist that I know. She works at the Cleveland Clinic. And I said to her, do we really know? Like, you know, you hear about dieting and you hear about foods that are good for you. And then you hear later on they're not good for you. And I said, do we really know? what we're talking about with all this? And she thought for a minute and she said to me, no, we don't. And she goes, we know more about space than we do about our own bodies and you know, about, about how we process food. But here are the top 10 things, the common mistakes people make, the top 10 things we think that are really healthy for us, but they're really not. So ready for it? Number one, wheat bread. Wheat bread, we think it's really healthy for us. However, you can literally add wheat to just about anything and call it whole wheat. For instance, they have whole wheat Lucky Charms. You can eat whole wheat Lucky Charms. Do you think they're healthy for you? No, <laughs> they're not, right? One of my favorite things growing up was Raisin Bran. I always thought I was eating so healthy eating Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran has as much or as more sugar as, uh, as Lucky Charms or as, uh, what's the, fr Fruity Pebbles. So Raisin Bran is not that healthy for you. Second thing, dried fruit. So we think because it's fruit and it's dried, it's got to be good for us, right? Well, no, dried fruit has tons of sugar and all these preservatives, and it's um, three times more calories per volume than fresh fruit. So don't eat dried fruit. It's not good for you. Eat it fresh. Third, trail mix. I love trail mix. Don't ruin this one for me. Trail mix, of course, if it were just some of the unsalted nuts and they were uncooked and they were raw, they'd be wonderful for us. But of course, uh, the trail mix, everything is cooked and salted and sweetened, and it turns out to be a not very healthy snack for us. Number four, fat-free flavored yogurt. It's got to be good for us if it's fat-free, right? And it's yogurt, right? Fat-free flavored yogurt. Say it with me. Fat-free foods are not health foods. 
Fat-free foods are not health foods. Just because it says fat-free doesn't mean it's healthy. It's probably actually worse for us because it's taken out the good fat and they're kind of marketing it as being healthy for you. So I'm going to ruin that one for you. What else do we got? Reduced fat peanut butter. Another one, reduced fat, doesn't mean it's good for us, right? So it reduces the fat. It takes all the good fat that's out of peanut butter and we're left with empty carbs. Fruit cocktail. Fruit's good for us, right? Oh, yeah, fruit's good for us, but fruit cocktails are horrible for us because they're filled with sugar and preservatives, so don't eat that. Protein bars. Uh, I eat protein bars, but there's some that are, are, are good for you, but most protein bars are the equivalent of candy bars. So if you're going to eat a protein bar, don't bother eating a disgusting one. Just go grab yourself a Snickers and you'll, you'll feel a lot better. <laughs> Frozen yogurt. Ugh. Frozen, it's got to be good for us. It's yogurt, right? Frozen yogurt, again, there's absolutely no nutritional value to frozen yogurt. None. And not only are we doing a disservice by eating froyo instead of ice cream, it's actually uh, filled with sugar, and then, of course, we put all the toppings on it, and we might as well be going to Dairy Queen for a blizzard. And the last one is organic snack foods. Just because it says organic doesn't mean it really is and it's really good for us. Organic snack, food, snack foods, um, usually, you know, organic or not, a Pop-Tart is not good for us. So just because it's an organic Pop-Tart doesn't mean that it's going to be healthy for us. So the, the truth is, and the reality is, marketing companies do whatever they can to try to sell their product, and um, it's worked amazingly on us for like the last 20 or 30 years, um, where we believe uh, that, that if, they, if they slap on a whole grain or slap on a whole wheat or slap on non-fat, uh, all of a sudden we think it's healthy for us. And I gotta say, it's just downright confusing. It is. Like if you, if you which I do now, read the labels and try to find what's actually in the food, uh, it's really absurd to try to eat like healthy and naturally and, and good for you. Jesus says to us, I am the true food that came down from heaven. I am the true bread. So he tells us that he is the true bread. Now the question is, can we really believe him? Can we really believe that or is this just kind of like a marketing play coming from heaven? I am the true bread that came down from heaven. So he, he's making a, a promise to us. He's telling us the reality of who he is. For thousands of years, we as Catholics have believed in the real presence. We believe that when the bread and wine are transformed at the consecration, they become the body and blood of Christ, that we are really eating the body and blood of Jesus, that sacramentally he is present to us. And this is one of the main distinctions between like the churches now. So some people say, well, well, Father, aren't all faiths the same? You know, don't we all believe in the same God? And the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. You know, you are what you eat. We are what we eat here at, at the sacraments. The Eucharist is the true food come down from heaven. So Catholics and the, the Eastern Orthodox Christians have always maintained from the very beginning in the ancient faith that this is the real presence. So the earliest teachers of our church, the doctors of our church, scripture, all reveal the reality of the true presence. It wasn't until actually about the 15 or 1600s with the Protestant Reformation that different groups as they separated from the Catholic Church also stopped believing in the real presence. So when Martin Luther and um, John Knox and John Calvin and all those, all those people began to break away and form their own churches, they, they, they stopped believing in the Eucharist. They stopped believing in the real presence. 
And so now we have this uh, condition that, that we live in where there's, there's a questioning and a doubting. Even among Catholics, it's said that only 50% of Catholics really believe in the true presence, that this really is the body and blood of Christ. Yet for 2,000 years, it was never questioned. We always believed it. You know, and I think some of it has to do with this confusion. We're, we're, we're taught all and told all these different things. You know, some say it's a, a sign. Some say it's, uh, you know, just a symbol. Some say it's not even that. It's just bread and wine, and we're crazy for thinking this. But the truth is, and the reality is, we firmly believe in the real presence. Jesus couldn't have been more clear to us you know, when he said, I am the true bread that came down from heaven. And when he said this, the Jews began to quarrel. They began to get upset and say, who is this guy? What does he mean? We're gonna, we have to eat his flesh and drink his blood? He's crazy. They began to quarrel. And it's, it's interesting because um, Jesus says it seven times. And anytime we hear the number seven, it's supposed to remind us of divine. So we have, you know, seven days of the week, Sunday being the seventh day. We have the, the seven sacraments. He says it seven times. Would he have made such an effort to say, my flesh is true food, my blood is true drink, over and over again. Unless you eat this flesh and drink this blood, you have no life within you. Now the Jews begin, begin to come confused, and, and they're, they, they're, they're not understanding. So the first two times he, he says, when he says, unless you eat my body and blood, he uses a Greek word called phago. And phago means to consume a meal. It means what we would consider eating. When they're not getting it, he finally says to them, no, I tell you, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life within you. But the interesting thing is that time he says a different word, and it's a Greek word, which is trago, which means to gnaw, crunch, chew. You know, so, so Jesus is saying, unless you really eat this body and blood, you have no life within you. He's making it clear. He's not talking in analogies. He means really devouring that we must consume the body of Christ or we will have no life within us. Jesus meant exactly what he said. And anytime he was questioned, he not only got more clear, but he got more strong and more graphic in his flesh and blood and the reality that it is true food and true drink. So I know in our world today, we can really get mixed up on what's healthy for us and what's good for us and what's not good for us. Well, what is wonderful about Jesus and the sacraments is he made it very clear. This is the true food. You know, this is the real presence that if we come here and receive the body and blood of Christ, we will have life within us. And the wonderful thing is that he says, not only will we have life within us, but if we receive him, I will remain in you and you will remain in me. You become Christ. Christ, his flesh and blood, comes into you and your flesh and blood becomes one with him. You remain in him and he remains in you. This isn't just a marketing ploy. This isn't just a gimmick. This is the real and true presence of God. And so Jesus says with great strength, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life within you.